fellas, don't drink that coffee. cliffhanger that i felt was a little like is it a cliffhanger are we worried about harry is he gonna is he gonna get some action or is he gonna die i don't know yeah i was i think it's my least my least favorite cliffhanger of the whole entire run so far well yeah you kind of voiced that uh did i hit that did i hit that too hard Did I hit it hard? Well, we're right, we're right back where we yeah. were. That's why I guess that we're picking up kind of where where we left off. So I kind of we have to kind of revisit this this mess that we've inherited, right? Uh, we uh, yes, but see, I'm enjoying a lot of these episodes. Well, I feel like I feel like this is kind of where the show starts to come back a little bit. Um, this episode is episode 18 of season two. Uh, the German subtitle is called On the Wings of Love. Was the song On the Wings of Love out when this episode came out? I guess I'm sure it was because if they named these when the show came out on DVD, that song was definitely out. Um, I don't really know why it's called that. The but Wings of Love? On the Wings of Love. I guess because Cooper, maybe? Uh, well, I don't know. It's kind of stupid. Was this the... the I know we, I mean, we did... <clears throat> we watched two episodes. I guess there's a, there's a lot of love happening in this one. Love is in the air in Twin Peaks. Right? Hey, Dallas, you, you there? You, hold you on want, You want to be a part of this podcast? Or is this just going to be me? <laughs> I would love it if we could do this together. You got to take more vitamin C. Uh, no. Sorry. Are you dying? No. Do you need me to no, call nine one one for I, you? I'm, no, I'm not dying. Um, no, the the kiddo's asleep, and so the monitor. You know the monitor. It goes like it has a little. I don't turn it up, so I just look for the, the color bars. Yeah. Don't don't I don't use don't use the yeah. monitor anymore. Don't I don't like it. I like to use what I call father's intuition. <laughs> uh, I use the monitor. Yeah, okay. Well, plus minor, minor, just on the other side of a wall. I can hear him. Um, everything's okay, though. Everything's fine. Okay. Good. I just, <clears throat> I have to. I want to. Yeah, yeah, get good. get comfortable. Get get ready. I'm sorry. I'm focusing. I'm focusing. Okay. I just uh, feel like you. Uh, this episode starts off kind of fun though and then but you hate it and then you've already i don't hate it okay well let's let's we'll just get into it um okay episode 18 this was written by two of the kind of head writers and two of the producers on the show robert angles and harley payton this is directed by Dwayne dunham who directed the not the i guess the first episode that wasn't the pilot the first one where they actually got picked up um, so he's he's directed a few. He knows the show very well. This was the guy who edited, like Empire Strikes Back, uh, and he's also editing the entire uh, third season of Twin Peaks. So he this is I feel like we kind of get the show coming back to the the center, right? You get some of the original guys who were working on it. The story kind of becomes more intriguing. Uh, I feel like this is kind of where the show comes back to us. So, but. But not quite yet, because we still have to deal with whatever that was happening right now, where last thing we saw in episode 17 was Harry is passed out, 
because he's, he's been drunk for a couple days now. Um, and the woman from Sports Night, who's we know as Jones, who worked with Thomas Eckert, uh, comes Jones. in, knocks out the dude who was on Harry Watch, and uh, and then she like takes off her shirt and gets into bed with him, and that's how it ends. So, did they, you know, what happened? So we're gonna find out here. So um, they pan in. The guy is still conked out and is bleeding. So she hit him hard, man. I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't. We don't know who which dude that is. If he was a bookhouse boy or if he was works for the sheriff's department. I, I don't think we've seen him. But um, I hope he's got medical uh, insurance because that looked pretty bad. Um, <laughs> I don't know if the bookhouse boys have medical, like dental. Probably not. I'm guessing. Unless they're uh, like, you is, know, unless they're union. Do you think there's a union in Twin Peaks? I think it's a union town. Are you there? I think the only person who was union in Twin Peaks was uh, Leo. I feel like I'm doing a lot of heavy lifting this episode already. Well, I'm are, sorry. Are <laughs> I have vitamin C in my mouth. How much vitamin C are you taking? I, I take a lot of vitamin C. Could you take could you take some some more maybe a different vitamin C a vitamin care vitamin care You ready? I'm ready. I've hold, been ready. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Um Harry is out, completely out. Jones or Sally as I have been referring to her starts a uh, making the moves and she has this like little thing of perfume that she gets out and first it's like oh is it poison she rubs it on his lips and you think oh she's that's how she's gonna kill him but then she puts it on her lips and you're like oh is it not poison like is it does chapstick chapstick like come like that is that what they're doing um oh we yeah don't, we don't really know <laughs> what it is and then Bert's um, bees it's Bert's bees but i didn't know it comes in a little like perfume thing um what is that thing? What is that called? What do you you put perfume in? You know, a little vial. Um, I don't think you. Put, is it perfume? Does perfume go in a vial? <laughs> I don't know. What is it? Like that a, seems so sinister. Well, it can be. Um, vial. <laughs> so whatever it does, he makes. Uh, I I love how you you said you liked the beginning of this because your favorite character is instantly back <laughs> within like two minutes. Harry sees Josie. He's having a vision of Josie. We don't know if this is because he's drunk or whatever she put on his lips, whatever that stuff is. It's never explained. Um, and she, unless I'm missing something too in one of these episodes, it is she's never explained, right? Josie or Jones? Jones. Exactly. Well, this is my whole part problem with this. So, so just as. Harry's about to die. He snaps too, right? When she's got like the wire, she's going to strangle him. Um, first off, who would want to kill Harry? I mean, come on, man. Sally. Sally. Jones. Um, Jones. I, but then I was like, well, I guess besides Hank. Hank probably wanted to kill Harry. Um, and then Harry just starts beating the crap out of a girl. So if you were ever wondering about him and Coop, like, would they hit a woman? The answer to that question, as we now know, is yes. Multiple times. Cooper Cooper and Harry would beat the crap out of a girl. Yeah, Harry gave her quite the the right cross. Yeah, she was done. Um, But so I guess this is like Eckert trying to get revenge, but like from the grave, like... Whoever Jones was, was either like, loved Eckert so much that she's just like, I'm going to avenge you, or I don't I don't know. And it's never explained. So, like, later on in the show, you know, we see that she's like, they've got her in jail, but, like, we have never hear from her again. And it's like, what, what was her motive? You know? That's I guess, what I'm saying. I guess she thinks she's like so, you know, badass. She was gonna get away with it and bail. But well, you're saying that the crew, you know, the brain trust of the show is coming back slowly. So does that mean that? I feel like because of that, there is a bunch of characters that 
they have to take care of. They're like, yeah, they just need to move these people aside, and they just do. By the way, the the last couple episodes have just been housekeeping. Like James is just like, I'm gonna leave now, and he does. Um, And yeah, Jones is like never explained. Um, Yeah, unless it happens in the last couple episodes, I don't think it does. Okay. Anyway, um, so Harry, Harry just like, you know, he just destroys her. She's like passed out. Um, we go to the great Northern where John justice Wheeler is doing, I don't know what he's doing. He has this thing that looks like it's like a steaming thing where it looks like a big, huge crock pot. Mm -hmm. And I can't figure out what it is. Uh, and I should have done my research on this, but it's so weird. He's, whatever he's doing, it's in his room. Um, did, <clears throat> well, you notice, did you notice? Is he making chili? I think he was making like a stew. Is it like, did you, what, in a hotel? Why? Oh, have you never made stew in a hotel? I actually probably have. Um, <laughs> those kids got to eat. So he's wearing this <clears throat> awesome sweater. And I have to like, I'm going to forget the name of the handle, but there is a Twin Peaks Twitter where all they've done is like superimposed, not superimposed, like photoshopped that sweater he's wearing onto like every like classic either character or scene in Twin Peaks. And I think it's (laughs) called, they're called the Wool, the Wool House Boys. Um, It's so funny. I've got to look it up to get the exact handle. But um, I'll retweet something that they've done tonight from the Twitter so you can see it. Um, and they've gone as far as to get Billy Zane to, like, like respond to them. And he, <laughs> he said that, I guess, that sweater was his dad's, like, old ski sweater that he must have had on him. Um, that The costuming department were like, can we use this? So it's a pretty great... It's a pretty great sweater. It to me is still not the best out- outfit. That was the last episode with the like corduroy overcoat and the cowboy hat. To me, that's always gonna <clears throat> be how I see uh, JJ Dubs. But um, well, anyway. and of course Billy Zane responded. I mean, he's, he's a best. good person. He's a good person. He's the best. Did you hear Bermanilo's gay? Yeah. I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll be really old news. But yeah, were you were you shocked? No. I thought he was always gay. Yeah, it seems weird. It seems like a weird time. Maybe he's going to die soon? I guess Like I thought he was I thought he was the candelabra and behind the candelabra. <laughs> it's almost kind of like ups- I mean, no, it's not upsetting. It, you think it's it, upsetting? <laughs> I uh, I feel like no, it's not fair. It like whenever it's your time to feel like you want to share that with people, it's that time. But it's like, why didn't you tell us earlier? You know what I mean? Like, it it's 2017. But th- but then again, you know, yeah. Who far be it for me to tell you when you should make that public? It just feels like I feel like it's so welcoming now that if it if you are, then it's you know it doesn't have to be a secret anymore. You know? I bring this up because is Billy Zane gay? I don't know. Mm. But if he's listening, I hope he understands that we're ready to accept him for however, who and whom, whomever he chooses to love, we will always love you. Right? Yeah, no, 100%. Billy, listen, we're with you. But like, I, we are so with you. I just want to ask him, like, I understand that your dad gave you that sweater, but who gave you the corduroy overcoat? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. So wanna, he's the, the sweater was down. great. My favorite part of the sweater was how high his pants were. Yeah, it was great. It was a great look. So in this scene, he sh- she shows up. Audrey shows up. You know, like delivering room service, mm-hmm. and he makes this line about how next time you're gonna, you know, bring a hammer, you better bring some nails. Um, do you think this is like a euphemism for his John Justice Wheeler? <laughs> so yeah, he asked her out on a date, and uh, and she says yes. But then, like, I- I'm so upset that we're not going to find out 
Like she's not going to ask what he's doing. I feel like she's been around a lot of weird things <sighs> and rarely asks what's I happening. To, I have to this now this trumps the was Hank betting on football <laughs> in March thing for me, which by the way, I, I went back and read the script for that and actually I screwed up on that. That's not that's not Hank's bet, that's Ernie's bet. So the way that Norma found it Ernie had that paper, right? So when mm-hmm. he came into the, the diner, and it just makes you feel like because of how much Norma was not trusting Hank, that that was Hank's paper. But it's it's definitely Ernie's paper, and it's definitely like Bo Jackson is his photo right there. So the only question, and I have definitely spent way too much time thinking about this, is this is around the time that Bo Jackson re- retired because that's he blew his hip out. So... Mm-hmm. Is it, is it a is it like a you know mid off season article about Bo Jackson retiring? Is it a mistake? We'll, we'll never know that probably, and we'll never know what exactly John Justice Wheeler was making in that crock pot. Or maybe what John Justice Wheeler was making was uh, the whatever happened to Jones. Oh, Jones is in there. Jones is in there. Hmm. We gotta find, we gotta do some homework. Um, okay, Harry has gone back to work now. So, whatever happened with Jones? It, nothing like beating up a woman to just snap you right back into the workplace. Um, some sometimes that happens in the workplace. She wants to speak. Jones wants to speak to the South African consulate, which I guess that's where she's from. Uh, which there is none of those because there's no judge in Twin Peaks. There's definitely no South African consulate. Um, Harry is asking the same question that we were. Why would she do that? Or why would Eckert, you know, do that? And Cooper answers him that he's acting out of sexual jealousy. There you go. Um, But again, Jones must have really either been super loyal to Eckert or she must have loved him or I don't know what, what, why she would try that, you know? Yeah, I mean... You know, there's a lot to Jones that we never got to know. And I feel like if we just had some more time with her. Maybe season three? I don't know if she's, I don't think she's on the cast list for season three. <laughs> she didn't make it. But David Weird. Koechner is. Uh, I'm really nervous to ask him about it. Do you, you think he gets asked? About Twin Peaks? No, not at all. What? Like, you don't think he gets asked about Twin Peaks? Dude, don't ask him about Champ Kind. Like, that's I'm what he wants. I'm not going to ask about Champ Kind. Ask him about Out Cold and Twin Peaks. And if you Most don't. Most of the time when I'm with these guys, I never ask them about anything that they do. <sighs> okay. You're there's gonna... only one time. There's only one time where I did a show with the headliner. Besides. It, not even Norm McDonald, because we didn't talk about anything he did. Besides. The only person ever that I talked to about their career, yeah, and it was them that brought it up, was Brian Posehn. So, I know that he can't tell you probably anything. Like, they're all under the strictest of gag orders. But just ask him if he'll come on the podcast in season three when, we, when like, his episode airs. Just ask him. I will. I, okay, I will. All right. Um... Okay, we got we got to keep we got to get moving here. Sorry, um, we got to get. This is your fault. This is all my fault. So Harry is back at work, but not feeling well. So Cooper gives him his surefire cure for a hangover, where he just starts listing all this really gross food. By the way, including sweetbreads, which I love because at my birthday party one year, you ordered those thinking they were sweetbreads. No, that's not true. Did you actually eat them? <clears throat> no, I knew exactly what they were. No, don't say this. This is revisionist history. You thought they were sweetbreads. No, 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 no. <laughs> I knew exactly okay, what they let were. Me tell, let me tell the story then. We go to this dinner. I forget how old I was. I was I was sixteen. It was last year. Um, so, and you ordered sweetbreads off the menu, thinking it was like you know, like a chocolate croissant or something. But it's like That's the it's like the was. it's like the thymus gland of a calf. And they're actually really good, but it, you have to kind of get over the mental jujitsu of what you're eating. Um, anyway, I love that they, that gets mentioned. But Coop, in the end, 
obtains his objective, which is to get, get Harry to throw up. So he'll start feeling better. Um, just so you know, just to clear that up, I did yeah. not think it was a chocolate croissant. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think it was? I don't know. I have no idea. It just it, sounded intriguing. Closer to a chocolate croissant than the thymus gland of a calf. Okay, you're right there, but yeah. I definitely yeah, yeah. didn't think yeah. it was a so chocolate let's, croissant. <laughs> let's, not, let's not pick nits here. Okay, so... Um, Okay, so back at the station. So Doc Hayward is there uh, to tell them about how Wintermerle showed up his, at his house yesterday posing as an old colleague. Um, Harry has been given the gift of a bonsai tree, which he thinks is from Josie. Um, and, oh, Doc also delivers Wyndham's move, his chess piece move, That's because that's also why he showed up. Um, yeah. And then also David Lynch, 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 is, Lynch is back, and thank God he is. Um but we kind of find out quickly that the bonsai tree was not from Josie. Um, the bonsai tree is from Wyndham Earl because he, there's, he's implanted a secret special little microphone where he can hear uh, everything they're talking about. So um, Cole is there to kind of brief everyone on Wyndham Earl. Uh, Wyndham Earl used that drug haloperidol, which is what the one-armed man was on to kind of fake uh insanity um that Wittemerl was on a part of brought the project blue book back in the 60s um which we know major briggs is involved in um gordon reinstates agent cooper which is a great moment we've been waiting for this for a while uh so he won't have to wear the flannel anymore he gets a new gun uh, i wrote maybe he'll shoot the pine weasel this is fantastic um <laughs> and gordon cole you know, that says they're going to all, they should all go get breakfast. You know, he says, come on, Buster, I'm buying. And it's like, just an awesome golly gee, great moment. Um, come on, Buster, I'm buying. It feels like the show's, it feels like the show's back, you know, mom and dad well, aren't fighting funny. anymore. I think it was this episode. We'll, we'll get to it. When we get to it, I'll talk about it. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Um, don't be, don't, don't do that. I'm I was, excited. The, the first you, five minutes of the episode, I was worried about my daughter, okay? You were not worried about your daughter. You were worried about how much vitamin C you're taking. Well, I was taking a lot of vitamin C, but I was <clears throat> I was trying to pay attention because I didn't want to pause the podcast. I pictured you like Sean Spicer just like pounding vitamin C tablets. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who's Sean Spicer? Eh, never mind. Uh, he's in this okay. episode. So Great. Back at the uh, Wyndham's Wyndham's hut, Wyndham's hut of flutes, um, <laughs> he has Leo pick three cards, and they're the queen cards. But instead of the normal, you know, cards, it has Donna, Audrey, and Shelley's faces cut out over them. And he's like doing like a card trick thing. He says, "See if you can find the king." And of course, he pulls out Coop. Um, then he says, we need one more queen. He's, he says, whoever wins Miss Twin Peaks is going to be the fourth queen. And whoever wins is going to get to die. And Cooper gets to watch. Um, so, like, we're playing chess, but now we're playing poker. Um, he's, like, really into games, you know? Uh-huh. Like, I, I wrote how it would be pretty rad if the next time we see him, he just has, has like, a Mad Lib out. He's like, and he, I need he's a noun. Like, yeah, Leo, give me a descriptive verb. Um, <laughs> it's like let's pick, let's pick it, let's pick something, Wyndham, and stick with it. Um, Killer Donna shows up at the uh, Great Northern. She's like a sweet car. I don't think you've seen that before. Um, she's following her mom. So if we remember last episode, Ben Horn showed up. And was kind of friendly with Eileen Hayward. Um, so her mom has has come to see Ben. Uh, and Ben meets her and I guess wheels her, I guess, into his office. Um, we at the same time see Mike checking out with Nadine. Uh, it looks like Snake and Nadine had a great evening at the Great Northern. Um <laughs> So then, um, Donna sees Audrey, 
and kind of gives her the story. And so she's kind of enlisting Audrey to help her find out what's happening with Ben and her mom. Um, we get to go into Ben's office. We see that Eileen has showed up to give Ben back all of these letters. So they, they have had a relationship in the past. This is like 20 years old. But Ben is saying things like, I've been wrong all these years. It should have been, you should have been the best thing that ever happened to me. And he's getting kinds of, he's getting like handsy. It's kind of creepy. Um, and he says to Eileen, have you told her? She's telling him basically like, stay out of her life. Don't come over anymore. Um, Audrey leads Donna to that little secret. Um, there's like the hole in the wall. You know, she spies on her dad. Um, and, uh, and they kind of catch the tail end of it. So they don't get like as much info as we got. Um, and they're, so they're kind of like, Oh, what was that about? You know? And I'm surprised Donna, I'm surprised Donna didn't say, I don't know, but I'm probably going to end up killing someone indirectly. Um, (laughs) but it seems like, it seems like this new Ben is just trying to like fix problems without really caring about you know, who he's going to hurt and Um, eating a lot of carrots and eating a lot of carrots. He has swapped out the old stogie for, uh, some beta carotene. Um, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) that's what's going on back at the great Northern. Um, yeah. So sorry. Give me one second here. Um, So at the double R, um, this is a great scene. They walk into the double R and Gordon gets Harry to barf again, uh, kind of using the same tactics, tactics as Coop. And uh, someone is going to need to get Harry a Gatorade soon because the dude is going to be dehydrated. Like he's already dehydrated from, you know, being drunk all weekend but this amount of puking, like he's gonna he's gonna have to be on an IV soon at this point. He needs some fluids. <clears throat> now he's doing good. Sheriff knows what's going on. Um Sheriff knows how to handle get, this stuff, man. He lives in the woods. If we get one of the best kind of relationships in this show when Gordon Cole sees Shelly Johnson. Um he makes a reference to the Venus de Milo and he says the babe without the arms. Um, (laughs) and he goes, he goes to try to pick her up and it's, it's kind of really charming. Although the more you get into the show and you kind of know the history, David Lynch just like wrote all this in. He was just like, yeah, he had to. (laughs) That's like what I was going to say earlier When, when we get to it. It's like, he has to be like, yeah, hey. he did, and he, and he he says it. He's just like, I wrote all this in. I wanted to do it, and apparently the writers were a little like, oh come on, man. But it's fun to watch too. At the same time, you know what I mean. It's it's as as kind of like silly as it is. It's I think it's entertaining. Um, it's to me, it trumps the uh, pine weasel. So. <coughs> Yeah, um, it, what he, do you mean? So, Pine Weasel sucks, and this part is actually kind of funny. <laughs> so he, of course, is inexplicably just able to hear her, where you he can't hear anyone else. She's talking to him, and he's like, "I can hear you, I can hear you." And he's even—he finally is talking quiet, as as if he were a normal had you know normal hearing. Uh, and of course, the log lady says something, and he screams at her, "What's that?" Um, <sighs> But it's just a great scene. I'm not going to just like read the whole thing, but my some of my favorite parts are when she asks him if he wants pie, and he says, massive, massive quantities. Um, so while they're having this moment, um, Cooper's drawing uh, the log lady and Major Briggs' tattoos. Um, and Annie is their waitress. Um, so... She- Truman's like, Truman asked her if she knows a good cure for a hangover. And it's like, dude, at this point, come on, you've had enough. Don't let someone else start, you know, telling you all the, like listing all the grossest food. Um, 
But she has a great line about teetotaling and prayer. Um, Cooper and her are flirting. Cooper even tries to tell her this joke about a penguin and a tuxedo. Um, Harry is noticing how kind of Cooper is very taken with Annie. He's kind of giving him a hard time. Um, later on, Gordon says something about someone give me a piece of paper and a pencil. I plan on writing an epic poem about this pie. Um, <laughs> all of his lines in this scene are the best. Uh, but, but at the end of this, Annie notices what Cooper's been drawing, and she mentions something about Owl Cave, that there's that... Because Cooper kind of takes the two markings, puts them together, <clears throat> and Annie says that that symbol is in Owl Cave. And Harry kind of tells him about it, and Cooper obviously instantly is like, we have to go there. Um, yeah, and then that, that scene is over, but it's one of my favorites. Um, <clears throat> I will say that I, it's a great scene. It, it, it's like, um, it's funny because part of me goes, I, I can never decide if David Lynch is a good actor or not. I don't think he's a, I don't think that's what it's about. No, like, but I mean, I, I'm on the same page. I don't think it's about that either, but but there is something about him on screen that like makes the whole thing come alive. Does that make sense? Totally. Like, he's not yeah, a good yeah, actor, yeah. but he like really does do well in front of camera. Like, you want to watch him. He's intriguing to watch. So, like, this is worth talking about because... Yeah, it's not about him acting. He's just it's I think it's just literally him screaming. Like he you know what I mean? Like he's playing almost like David Lynch yelling. Um whereas like, you know, some of the characters in the show we've talked about like I don't like the character of Dick Tremaine, but I think yeah. the guy who plays him is a great actor. Like he does he's doing a great job. It's just that the character is kind of like, oh, this guy again. Whereas David Lynch is not like a compelling actor. He is just funny. That character is well written and you kind of like that he's Cooper's boss. You know, he's kind of in the know a little bit. And he's it's just a really funny kind of part of the show whenever he's there. And he's also in the show, I think, the right amount. Like if he was in the show every episode – it might get kind of old with him just kind of shouting at everyone, but it, he's like, just comes in at the right time. And it's always kind of for the perfect amount. And they always have him going other places. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure a lot of it was tied to like how Lynch couldn't be involved and couldn't be in every show. He was too busy. He was making wild at heart. He was doing other stuff. So it's like, we got the exact right amount of Gordon Cole. I feel like, and every time he's there, it's great. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think it's about him being a good actor. It just works, you know. Totally. For this, for the character. <clears throat> it works. It's great. Yeah. <sighs> Dude, the next thing we get is that song, that guitar. And I'm, I know, it's just like my skin crawls. Um, James, <laughs> James is, James has somehow already made it and sent a postcard from San Francisco. And he, like, just left two days ago? So he's making, like, really good time. Well, you've done right? that drive. You've been on tour before. Okay. <clears throat> so James and Donna were, like, hanging out in the afternoon two days ago. And he's already in Frisco. And he got a postcard to Twin Peaks. Impossible. Um and he's like kind of, but the po postcard's great because it's kind of like poetic, you know, that James Biker poetry vibe. Um, he says his next stop's going to be Mexico. And I I was just like, please let his next postcard be in, like, in Spanish, in Espanol. He's like, Donna, me llamo James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't let us down. Don't let us down, season three. Um, Donna asks her dad about Ben Horn. And he kind of plays the whole thing off, and she keeps kind of pressing him about it. And and um, Doc Hayward just keeps going, oh, I'm sure it's because of this. I'm sure it's because of that. 
And then just at that same time, flowers show up for mom with no card. Donna is skeptical and Doc Hayward is pissed. Uh, and rest in peace, Warren Frost. Um, Audrey's at the library. She's supposed to be meeting her dad there to discuss something. She talked about it earlier. I don't know why. But of course she's there because she runs into Wyndham Earl who's posing as Edward Perkins' poetry professor. And I wrote, he should meet James. They could work <laughs> on some of his poems. Um, so she reads him the poem that uh, that Wyndham sent. Um, and he goes from kind of charming to kind of creeping her out. Uh, and all for kind of what? Like... I feel like Winnemurl is going through a lot of trouble to get all dressed up for no real reason, you know? Like, it seems yeah. like a couple of these <clears throat> times it's like, yeah, dude, like, what? Why did you. You could have gotten the same effect and not had to bust out the, like, fake eyebrows and the spirit spirit gum. Is that what you call it? Spirit what did gum? You, what was the <laughs> stuff you used to put, like, <laughs> in theater? You put mustaches yes. on? No, no, you're right. Spirit gum. I just haven't had heard like, spirit gum in a long time. It just takes a long time to get off, from what I remember. <clears throat> a stubble and you could brush spend and all spirit. that time. Yeah, you could spend all that time working on your chess game or practicing your flute. There's just a well, lot of the stuff. It's just kind of like he. Why did he drink? Why did he? What was he doing? I feel like uh, he's an early anyway. riser. Yeah, he probably didn't sleep a lot. Huh. No, so I feel Guilty. like he gets a lot of stuff done. Guilty conscience, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Def, but definitely a, definitely a theater background, right? Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> it was probably like Henry Higgins or something. <laughs> you know, or At played, least uh, once. What's the guy's, maybe, maybe more than once. Probably more than once. Who was the guy in a uh, music band? He was probably the music man a couple times. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Why can't I remember the guy from? The I can't Eastman? remember his name either. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Yeah, that's not. That's the name of the town. Henry that's Hill. That's not actually Henry the, Hill. Henry Hill. Henry oh, wait, Hill. They don't. They're not. They're not actually in Gary, Indiana. That kid's just no. singing a song about wanting to go to Gary, Indiana. Well, everybody wants to go to Gary, Indiana. Don't get Dallas and I started talking about theater. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god anyway, sorry. Uh, seriously okay anyway um finding ways for laura to matter or not laura wait what well wait. yes no go on laura flynn boyle who's laura flynn boyle's La character again? yeah yeah donna donna finding ways for donna to matter yeah wait we're not talking about donna right now though wait who did he creep up audrey audrey you're right Sorry, Audrey's sorry, sorry, sorry. actually Audrey's is still kind of involved in the show, whereas Donna needs a reason to be there. <laughs> like that was my whole thing when when Maddie died. Donna had like nothing to do, so at least now she's skeptical of Ben Horn, I guess. Anyway, um, at the double R, Shelley and Annie talk about Miss Twin Peaks. Um, they talk about Annie kind of being free of the convent. Um, she says, you know, what's weird is being around men again. <laughs> I'll say, um, Hello. she, Shelly asks about Cooper Andy pretends she's not into him, whatever, whatever. Um, back at the station, Andy is working on his spelunking skills. Uh, all the guys are getting set to go into owl cave, which, um, if I wanted to commit a crime in twin peaks, I would just like wait outside the sheriff's station to watch them all go do something and go. Okay, all four of them are gone. Who do you want to rob? Um, like, no one ever hangs back <laughs> when they go do something. Um, I hate the name right? of Al Cave, by the way. Sorry. Okay, okay. Well, I just wanted to, so I've, before I forgot to say that, because I wanted to say it earlier, but Al Cave it is, is just. It is kind of on the nose. What do you. It sounds like some it? just real crappy band that just came out. Wasn't Dude, there a band named Owl City? Yeah, probably. There was a band named Owl City. Like Owl Cave just sounds like. Sorry. We could start a band called Owl Cave, you and me. We could probably do that. <laughs> um, Lucy, <clears throat> Lucy mentions to Andy that she's thankful for him and his involvement with the 
his help during that whole pine weasel fiasco. And he has a line about how keeping the peace is part of his job. It's frustrating because they've managed to make me not care anymore about Lucy or Andy, where I did at one point. Um, and so I'd rather just like just leave him out of the show. You know what I mean? Like either like you have to figure out a way to save them, or let's just spend more time, you know, in Owl Cave or something. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way, but. Well, I mean, yeah, we've kind of like I, I we talked about that when there was that whole stupid storyline. Like, yeah. uh, I'm I've been done with Andy and Lucy for quite some time. I know it sucks because they were great at one point. Yeah. Um, me- meanwhile, back at the Great Northern, Johnny Horn is hunting buffalo. Um, ben has this kind of nice moment with Audrey where he's talking about the Kennedys. He's talking about how Bobby was always there for. Uh, for JFK and um, he wants her to be that kind of be the, you know, his right hand woman. Um, He wants to be a better person. You know, Ben is trying to kind of turn a corner. Um, J dubs shows up uh, and Ben tells, tells both of them. He's sending her to Seattle now that she's going to help him out, but she's going to miss her big date. What? Go ahead. Oh no, I what's funny to me is like I actually like really enjoy this scene. Yeah. Like I think comedically cuz obviously uh Jerry's outside you know shooting fake arrows at fake buffalo. No, Johnny. 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 Yep, yeah, Audrey's brother. Oh. There's a jo- what? Audrey's brother who has he has like some issues. Remember, this is the one who's always in the Indian headdress. Why did I remember this character at all? He has not been a major player in the show, but he's definitely been in the show enough that you should remember him. Weird, dude. Audrey has a wow. Audrey has a brother who's kind of special needs. Laura was his tutor. I don't. He, he's, I don't. He's always dressed in a an Indian dude I I'm not kidding <laughs> I, I can't give I you a lifeline not, here buddy I don't know how to help you <laughs> you know you don't have to give me a lifeline I can't remember this kid at all he's not in it a ton but I'm sure I'm sure you'll you'll promise us that you'll go back and do your homework I, I will not I will before not. we do another <laughs> but I think it's funny though that but like tell us more is- about the scene that you're uninformed on yes go ahead Uninformed. I'm uninformed about the <laughs> one character that doesn't matter. The first thing you mentioned. Yeah, go ahead. I think it's funny because it's like everything is like set up in that scene. Wonderful. Like his like yells in the background. Yeah. Why would that and be like, Jerry? Because Jerry is uh, a moron. <laughs> why was Jerry? Why was Jerry wearing a bandaid over his the middle of his like eyebrows in the last episode? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But no, because I I thought it was Jerry because he was talking about Bobby and Jack Kennedy being brothers. So I thought he was like, I want to rely on my brother, but he's a moron. So I have to rely on you. Got it. So this is now not as funny to you because that was his son who's who's hunting buffalo. Right? Or is it still funny for you? No, it's still funny. Yeah. I'm glad I could be here to set you straight. Let you know who's who. Whatever. Keep going. Okay. I'm going to keep going. Um, okay. So Audrey's going to miss her date. She's getting sent to Seattle. Um, Billy Zane tells uh, <laughs> tells Richard Beamer that he's in love with his daughter. Um, and yes, Ben has traded his cigar for a carrot. This is a new thing for him. Um but yeah, Ben wants advice from John on how to be good, and this is when he tells him, "I'm in love with your daughter." Ben says, "What a wonderful world we live in." Um, back at your favorite place, the Owl Cave. Oh, stupid! The guys are looking for the symbol that Cooper had been drawing that Annie mentioned, um, and they find it. The two symbols combine in kind of a larger thing. Um, but the difference is in the Owl Cave. There's this symbol for fire on top. Um, 
then we see an owl he flies at them and swarms and it's like a pretty killer 90s special effect of this owl um and he takes a swing <laughs> in it <laughs> it's good right <laughs> It's so fun. Oh, my God. It looks like one of those music videos that was on, like, later at night, like the ones that, like, wasn't a big band, you know, like the budget wasn't very good. Um, no, it's like a it's like a Alice in Chains video or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, but, but not the first single. It was, like, the third single on the record, right, where the record label was just like, well, maybe this is going to stick, maybe not. So, like, we'll give you a little bit of money to make it. Yeah, um, totally, totally. <laughs> Andy, Andy takes a swing at this the 90s special effect misses and he he hits the rock um but his pick his pick gets stuck and uh, this is like some my pick is stuck this guys is some my Indi- pick is stuck some serious I- indiana jones shit here um see i feel like that- if i wasn't over andy i would have enjoyed that whole my pick is stuck thing more but i'm like he's i just can't you're done you're over it yeah I'm um over. so this the pick gets stuck in the rock. The the piece of rock hits kind of comes undone, and this like small, little cylinder shaped rod pops out, and it has the owl symbol on it. Um, Cooper has a line that people kind of quote for this show: "Is uh, I have no idea where this will lead us, but I have a feeling it will be a place both wonderful and strange." Which is kind of a classic Twin Peaks line. Um, and we see the owl kind of fly out of the cave. And then back at the Great Northern. Um, Annie, Wait, say that line again. What Cooper says? Yeah, yeah, say the line again. Sorry. He says, I think he says, gentlemen, I have no idea where this will lead us, but I have a feeling it will be a place both wonderful oh, yeah. and strange. It's, it. it's, it's, it's a, one of those ones that's quoted because it yeah, yeah, yeah. can be used in many different contexts, not only for what Cooper's talking about, but what people kind of feel about the show. Um, what? Are you talking to me? You need a password for the internet? I'm not going to tell people. You have to wait like two minutes. Okay, because if someone were to come to my house, I wouldn't want them to know the password to my internet. I wouldn't want them to know that it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> kind of password an idiot has on his luggage. Hey, Aaron, it's our dog's names in order of birth. I did that and it didn't work. Try with the first one capitalized. Then I don't know. I can't tell you. Which which internet is it? Lo-fi? No. Sky Skynet. <laughs> there you go. Um, if you're ever on my street, you find Skynet, and you know my two dogs' names in order of their birth, you can log on. Um, so where are we? Okay, back at the Great Northern. Annie Blackburn ponies up to the bar. Is she staying at the Great Northern? Why is she there? Wait. <clears throat> what? Like, you think she'd be staying with her sister. I don't know. It's just weird to me that she's at the bar. Is the bar at the Great Northern? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the well, Great I mean, Northern. you got to think about, like, how many places, uh, how many bars are open. She's not going to go to the Roadhouse. Why wouldn't she go to the Roadhouse? That's where I'd go. Unless she's fishing for some coop. Did you die? <laughs> no. Have you been paying attention this ep- this whole episode? I feel like you're also yes, watching. Are you watching baseball? Wait, no, I don't have cable. What are you doing? What are you talking about? I'm I'm it, what I'm listening to the episode. It, maybe it just feels like you're like a second behind it, so it feels like you're you're not with me. I might be. I mean, that might be a okay. thing. I was having weird audio <clears throat> audio issues when we started. Okay. Maybe that's all it is. And if so, I apologize for thinking that your focus is on something else. Um, anyway, Annie shows up at the bar of the Great Northern for whatever reason. I don't think she's staying there. That wouldn't make sense. So she orders a drink. She orders rum. And she, the bartender suggests a rum and tonic, which is that a thing? Rum and tonic? No. See, that I didn't think so either. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like when he was like, the ladies like rum. And then she's like, okay. And then he's like, and she and goes, tonic? yeah, she goes with, and he goes tonic. And I was like, I don't know if that guy's a good bartender. Um, so if Annie was coop, you know, coop fishing, it worked. Cause coop walks in 
and he's talking to Diane and just like cuts off when he sees her. Um, and they kind of have, they kind of have a, a good moment where like the two of them are in a way to me similar and that the kind of the way they're experiencing Twin Peaks where Cooper Twin Peaks is like all fresh to him because he's so used to like a different way of life. And Annie, even though she's from Twin Peaks, just being back in the outside world is kind of experiencing it in the same way. Um, so I think they're kind of interesting in that they're both kind of like, wow, look at you know, things that we take for granted. They're both kind of like, you know, it's like they're seeing it for the first time. Um, so I feel like we've seen this already. He sees, yeah, he sees that she's got those scars on her wrist. Um, and she kind of notices and he asks, he doesn't exactly ask, but he kind of, you know, says like, do you want to talk about it? She says, no. Um, I feel like the two of them are very likable, right? Like I, I kind of like the two of them. Um, and maybe I like the two of them better than if it would have been like him and Audrey that always kind of felt weird to me, but I don't know. Um, uh, yeah. So, my thing about Heather Graham, and especially in the next episode, she's like perfect on this show. Yeah, I think so. I agree. Like, I don't think because like he he kind of has actors and actresses that don't really, you know, that aren't conventional actors and actresses. And I don't know if Heather Graham's ever been an actually good actress. She's great in this, though. But she's like perfect for this. Like she, yeah. she. I think she handles the dialogue really well. Her, like, honestly, it's so weird. <laughs> no, it's but awesome. I'm like, she's great in this, and like, I almost think that she's so good at it, so good at playing this role that Cooper is. Okay, I don't know. The, no, no, keep going. No, the Cooper is like you know. Uh, she's out Coopering Cooper almost because I feel like Cooper was like the guy who handled this show the best sure <laughs> out of sure. everyone and she's kind yeah. of like taking that title so i mean I, it, it's good that they're like uh, you know being together it's just like a uh, like billy zane the same way like i think he walked in and just was like did like was great for what he was doing sure yeah i'm glad i'm glad I don't know, to hear does that make sense not, no no i'm glad to hear you say that like i've always really liked her in this and when she shows up because it's like Coop has been also Coop has been kind of in limbo. Like he didn't have a job and there was nothing happening for him. And then it's like almost in the same episode, he gets his job back. He's interested in a girl and we kind of like her, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I always have forgotten that I really like when she shows up. I think she's great in the show too. And I'm I'm glad to hear you say that. Well, like, you know, on other shows when characters show up and like they've, you know what I mean? Like they just don't fit in. And I feel like Billy sure. Zane and her like f- have fit in perfectly even more so than like the characters, the other characters like Eckert and all those characters. That well, have, like, yeah, I was going to say it, it. This is also because we've had so many, we've had so many characters kind of be shoehorned into this second season that it's refreshing when we have people that you kind of like and fit in the dial and fit in the, in the, kind of plot you know what i mean like that are kind of driving the show forward rather than either like sideways or backwards yeah so, totally yeah i i totally agree that's awesome to hear that you feel that way there you uh, go so at the end of this episode we see that windham Earl followed them to owl cave um and once inside he catches something that they didn't um i think parallel to where that little rod was sticking out that they show that owl symbol upside down so when he turns the that rod, the, we see the wall start to crumble. Like I said very Indiana Jones ish, and that's where the episode ends. Was just like the that wall shaking and stuff coming down, and what's happening, and we don't exactly know. But I think we'll find out. I think we'll find out on the next episode of Twin Peaks. Dallas, what did you think of episode eighteen? I like it. I liked it. <laughs> it's um, it's kind of coming. It's coming back around again. No, it felt good. I mean, there was like the one thing I was going to say. You know, when when Cole goes up to um, uh, 
um, Shelley, and then like Coop is with Heather Graham. Like, there's part of it that I'm like, it, it almost feels like the <laughs> like the end of Greece. Like yes. everyone's falling in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Like I sh- did kind of gloss over that. It does get very saccharine during part of that, where everyone's smiling and laughing in the joke. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was kind of like my big gripe. Yeah. With with the show, but at the same time, like it didn't feel. Uh. How do I describe it? At the same time, like it didn't feel un, not unwarranted. What am I looking for? Un, uh, unearned. Okay. Like it feels like the show earned. There's there to be some like lovey loveyness yeah, going that, on that but, moment. Yeah. Yeah, but like at the same time, it just kind of it like knowing that there's only a couple episodes left in the season. I'm like, what are they? This seems like so much to unpack. Sure. For like a couple more episodes. Sure, sure, sure. That's, that's, true. that's true. So that's why I feel like, oh, is it just like we're going to end the show in a couple episodes, so we're going to just make everybody like fall in love like as a device? I don't know. That some, sounds stupid. But. No, no, no. Some, I understand. That scene is like just one notch dialed too heavy. You know what I mean? Like there's that kind of like edit where they're all laughing like way too hard. It's like if you just brought it down a little bit. I think you would enjoy it more without just like thinking like everyone's just la- you know it's just too much, but you'll see that like some of these relationships have a meaning, have a purpose, and are guiding kind of the end of the show. Um, but I can't I can't get too far into it because you haven't seen it, so I, I'm not going to do that. But um, yeah, but you're but as far as that scene goes, I do feel like it it was a little. A little on the like, okay, it was too much, but it but yeah, it was I mean, still enjoyable. Uh, There's some some of the my favorite moments from the show are in that scene as well. Some of the no, stuff no, that, that well, that's Cole what I says. mean. Like it was fun to watch, yeah, and it was like fun to watch that whole thing go down. And like I said, like I wa- I like watching David Lynch and yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's how I felt about the episode. On the wings of love. All right. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah. Did you want to say anything else about this episode? Did you, are you having fun? Did, did it kind of like it kind of redeemed itself a little bit after the whole pine weasel Christmas vacation moment? Kind of at least a little bit, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, you hated the pine weasel more than I hated the pine weasel. <laughs> I hate the pine weasel so much. Um, like I hated Josie more than I hated the pine weasel. So yeah, I'm the pine weasel. Feels like that's one of those things that's going to happen every now and then on this show. So, yeah. Coop, what happened to the pine weasel? Um, well, that was uh, that was it. That was this episode of Twin Peaks. That was this episode of Dish and the Percolator. Um, Dallas, where can we follow so, you on on the on the line? You can follow me at Dallas underscore MC. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's on Twitter and. If you want to see pictures of my daughter, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's pretty much all I do these days. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's it. And I don't know when this is coming out, but um, come to some shows if you live in the San Diego or L.A. area. But let's be honest, probably just San Diego. Mm-hmm. And uh, go buy my album. It's on iTunes. Do it. So, yeah, this – so I, I kind of – I'm going to sketch out a rough schedule here for us. Let's see if I can – See if we can make this work. So um, this episode, I'm planning on coming out sometime next week. So that's April 10th through the 14th. If we, if we can do um, – we after the, the, this one and the next one, we only have two more before the finale. And then after the finale, we have the movie. And then if we can get through the movie, I think the one thing that we should maybe look at if we can before the show – the season three premiere airs is the newest book that Mark Frost wrote. So I have kind of a rough schedule and we'll see if we can kind of keep to it. But if we can kind of every week until the new season airs, we'll have something to do. Uh, if you and I can make the time in our schedule, I'm hoping we can, um, nope. because I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm very excited most of us Twin Peaks fans who've been waiting a long time for this are excited. It's a very exciting time, so we'll try to we'll try to keep up the pace, Dallas. And 
again, I'm thankful that you took the time to dish the percolator. And I, I look forward to doing this again with you. <laughs> I look forward to, to doing this again with you very soon. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Mmm, yeah. Dig that, Kurtz. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Then I saw your face. Then I saw your smile. The sky is still blue. The clouds come and go. Yet something is different. Are we falling in love? Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't. Let yourself be hurt this time. Then your kiss so soft, then your touch so warm. The stars still shine bright, the mountains still high. Yet something is different. Yes. Something is different now. The guitar came in. I feel like I'm floating. Floating above a keyboard and a guitar. A guitar. Are we falling in love? Falling. Falling. Are we falling in love? Mmm. That's the ketchup. I like coffee. Donuts. <laughs> Russ Tamblin.